This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. Welcome to the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Grab a ball and get ready for this serving of cornbread and caviar. What's up, people? It's me, King Ramon. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Cornbread and Caviar, the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Thank you for joining us today for what promises to be an uplifting episode and experience, because we're going to talk about some things that you can do to get rid of those toxic, one-sided friendships. Follow us on Instagram. Our handle is Eat Cornbread and Caviar, and feel free to email us anytime at eatcornbreadandcaviar at gmail. Dot com. Today, we are joined by the phenomenal, never-to-be-underestimated curator of passions and sentiments, student of love and life in Hennessy, the talented pretty boy himself. Good morning, everybody. Well, I guess it's afternoon now, but it's James Brandon. Hello, everyone. Yes. And <laughs> my bestie from D.C. is here. He is all the way here from D.C. because his mummy's birthday is, when is it? Today, tomorrow, tomorrow, her and Auntie Gina. Auntie Gina's been on the show. She'll be 50, they'll be fifty four. So that's really cute. So he's here to be a voice, a guest host, our remote anchor on Cornbread and Caviar. None other than Winky, Winky, Winky. Hi, Winky. Hi. I'm so happy to see you. Are you really? No. You see, I said that, but everything was nice before that one part. But I don't think it's not nice to not be happy to see you because I wasn't mean. I was just being honest. But I did say nice things. I'm glad we're getting into this topic. Go ahead. Yeah. Hello. What topic? The topic we're talking about today. The one-sided friendships? Yeah. (laughs) 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 I love you, girl. Doll. How are you, James? Oh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I don't hear the energy. It's I it's hot in here. It's sucked all my energy out of me. <laughs> well, I turned, you guys are going to hear the air conditioner in the background and the fan clanking because we're not going to be in here sweating. We love you. We want you to have a quality experience for listening, but we need to make sure we're safe in the studio as well. Yes, okay? please. And please, people, you know, I forgot to say it on another recording. Make sure you're still social distancing. Make sure you're still wearing your masks and your gloves. Don't wear gloves. Just fucking wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Yeah, Don't overuse hand sanitizer because you'll kill the microbes that need to be on your hands, but use it as appropriate. Wash your hands. Do while you're washing your hands, do the Patty LaBelle version of the ABCs that she did on Sesame Street. Do that in your head maybe once I like or twice. That version. Okay, she killed. Auntie Patty A- killed. B C Hey. <laughs> Auntie Patty killed that shit. So do that in your head one good time and then your hands will be washed thoroughly. So make sure you're still taking this coronavirus very, very seriously. Even though the White House is not, I pray that all the governors in each of the states get together and do something because Seriously, it's not a good look. And even that dumb shit with that that governor in Georgia suing uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, that's dumb. She, I mean, clearly her and her whole family have COVID. So the only way he going to learn is for him to get COVID. I'm not wishing it on anybody, but he'll have to learn and get COVID so he understands how serious this shit is. So please make sure you're still taking coronavirus very, very seriously. Okay, it is time for the shout outs. We're going to start with, no, we started with you last time, James. No, we started with Winky last time. No, we started. It's your turn. Go ahead, Winky. Which one? Like, literally. I just said, y'all all look alike. Go ahead. Wow, we look alike. You sound like one of those other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. What are yeah. you talking about? You all look alike. We all look alike. Mm. <sighs> okay, our bottoms don't look alike. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, there goes the bottom oh, shaming. the bottom again. shaming again. Wow. Who's bottom shaming? So natural for you. I'm not bottom shaming. I love bottoms. I think you guys are fantastic. Of course you do. When you want them. That's... <laughs> ooh! First of all. And I... Ooh! I am a virgin. Excuse me? I am a virgin. Of what? Almost a 40-year-old virgin. Thank you, James. Yes, I'm almost a 40-year-old virgin. I've not had sex ever. That's the biggest lie you've ever told. 
That is. Why is it that y'all want to attack me today? I've done nothing to you people. We're not attacking you. But King Ramon is all about love and light. And, you know, the last thing we want for you is to be caught up in a scandal. So we just want you to tell the truth. I've supported you people. You people. I've you loved people. you people. <laughs> you people. I've given money to you people. You people. Now, you know what? I was going to let you spend some time with the rest of them. I need you to drive me back home now, please. I want you to drive me back home. Excuse me? Get it to color purple, Miss Millie, and mm. she's going to let Sophia spend time with the... <laughs> you know what I'm talking Do you remember that I, with color I purple? Do. Okay, I you... do. Okay, cause I... okay, great. I do. I do remember it. Your shout out, please. Let's give a shout out to... Uh... Oh. Oh, I want to give a shout out to this black business that I supported recently. It's called Access. Um, they're a jewelry line. It's from an actual, um, he's a wardrobe stylist in New York that I enjoy. Is that one of his pieces? No, it's not one of oh. his pieces. But um, I have purchased some things from him. And, and I really like his stuff. He's very quality stuff. So if you ever see it, go, it's Access, A-X-X-E. I'll get the spelling later on. But yeah. Yeah, we'll put it on. We'll put it on this thing. Yeah. But he's great, yeah. So where does he? So he's a fashion stylist, you said, or he is a wardrobe stylist, um, and he's in New York, and he came out with his own little jewelry line that he has, and he has he has harnesses, he has bags. Um, do you remember the rope bag that I that I yeah. wore when I, yeah. yeah, that's that's access. That was him. That's him. Yeah. Uh, okay, because that was cute. That was yeah. cute. You know, I don't like to compliment you, but when I have to. I have to. Uh-huh. So okay, so when you say now, I want to. I'm curious because I know. Um, you exposed us to someone who's doing jewelry too. Yeah. Now, when people are coming out with their jewelry, and I'm just curious. So, you yeah. know, you would go to like Case Jewelers or one of these other big brands or whatever, and it's real jewelry. Are these like, is this like real jewelry? Do they have like diamond stuff too, or is it just like pieces made out whatever of whatever the materials? aesthetic is? Yeah. Um, and the spelling of it is A X C E X X. You can find him on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. You know, are you familiar with it's that? A, no, I'm not. Okay. But I'm excited to. To look into it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Because I think that's great. I love that whole support of black businesses. I think that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yes. it's amazing. Um, we all got to eat. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. I actually want to give a shout out to, because um, I'm really proud of her. It doesn't change the landscape nationally, but at least in the Flint area. So some people might know I'm a transportation director. And uh, Flint Schools has got a new superintendent. Um, she's a woman. I love it because she's a woman and she's African-American. Her name is Anita Stewart. So shout out to Superintendent Stewart. That's fantastic. Um, I'm just grateful because I work with her, work pretty closely with her um, to provide transportation to her district now. She was the assist. She was a principal in the district, at one of the schools there, and she became an assistant superintendent. And the assistant superintendent is basically the chief academic officer. And that's the person all the principals report to. Now she's actually the CEO or the superintendent for the district. And that happened recently. So very proud of her. So shouts out to Superintendent Anita Stewart in Flint, Michigan. Shout out to Anita. Jim. Uh Uh-uh, don't do that. We already been through that before. Jim. Mm -hmm. I also would like to shout out another black-owned business. Um, So this one is The Look. Oh, I love the look. Yes. So it's T-H-E-L-O-O-K-E underscore on Instagram. Um, and the owner and operator is Dutch. Um, and he sells hats. Yeah, I you have know, a couple I, of his hats. Yeah, me too. You yeah, know, I both love hats. I do love a good hat. I, mm-hmm. I always wear the same one. But, you know, I, yeah. I have some it's of his as thing, well. Yeah, yeah so um, I want to shout him out. He also has clothing and bags as well. So, mm-hmm. but I shout out to I have Dutch. two bags from him too. Yes. Yeah. He's a wardrobe stylist. He was originally, he's originally from Chicago, but he moved to L.A., so he's in L.A. doing his thing. Yes. Well, we can post both of those on social media, so make sure all that's posted on the site. Yeah. Because we want to make sure people can have access to it if they listen to the show. Yes. And they know he started his own little collection. It's called The Rich Auntie, which is amazing. I yes. love that. Mm-hmm. Does he have a rich auntie, or that's just something he... I mean, this is probably one of his sayings that he's probably had, and it's been a thing, a thing and he... Took yeah. to it, so he put it on bags. He's put it on shirts, shirts, shirts and, and oh, is that, yeah. it's actually the word spelled out the original. Yeah, okay. the rich auntie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just you know how you be like, the, oh, you the rich auntie. Yeah, in the group. yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That was his whole. I thing. love that. That yeah. is so Amazing. cute. He just celebrated the one year anniversary of the rich auntie. So yes. dope. Yes. See, I don't. So he's doing his thing. So yeah. it's called the look, but then his brand is the rich auntie. 
No. No, no, no. That that's just a... That's just a... That's like a collection. A collection. Oh, got it. Got it. It's a collection, a collection of, the in, of the look. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I got it. Yes. I also wanted to shout out um, and say rest in peace to Naya Rivera. Oh, my God. That was heartbreaking for me. Yes. Um, and yeah. sending... Lots of love to her family and friends and fans and, and everyone. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely. So rest in peace to to Naya. So so now three of them are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, one two one overdose, one committed suicide. Oh, from the from the Glee cast. Glee is that we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. Do y'all think that that was a suicide? And she wanted to make sure because if you suicide, there's no insurance money that goes to your family. But if it's an accident or something, they used to do it. Her life vest was still on the boat. Do y'all think that that was a suicide or you think she slipped and fell somehow and then ended up in the water and pulled under by a current? Well, what the son said, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the four-year-old said that he helped her, well, helped him out of the water. And I guess she was trying to come up and I guess got knocked back in or something like by that. The current, yeah. What so knocked it her wasn't, back in? I don't, I mean, the waves could have been, I mean, she's, they're out on the water by themselves. So it's My like, thing is, why are you on the, if the water is that choppy, why are you out like, there? Like the current took, I don't, I mean, yeah, they said that the current took her. Yeah, the current took her under. So the sun fell in the water. Or something. Something happened, and she, she put the sun back on the boat. That's like the one thing that we That's probably the one thing know that we to know. be 100% right. factual. She put the sun back on the boat. And Other than that, we don't Whatever know. happened after that, we don't know. So I don't think it was a suicide thing. And this was a lake? Yeah. Were they at a lake? Was it I a lake? I think it was It's like Peru Lake or something yeah. like that. See, I'm just having a hard time with this. Well, I know what a rip current does, because a rip current just takes you to a big circle. So it's scary to be in it because you're getting moved farther and farther away from shore. But the rip current, if you just, just relax and keep yourself afloat, you'll just go in a big circle and end up back at the beach. That's literally how rip current works. Other currents are moving through a body well, like a river. The, rip, the current is moving, you know, that was going to carry you away. But that's probably what it was. A lake yeah. is different because it's a sitting body of water, and that, it does flow in and out. But I could imagine what kind of current was taking her under in the lake. I, just, I don't know. Something does sound sometimes fishy. I mean, it it, it doesn't does add up really. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, what else we, don't we gonna know. do? But just we don't know. We would never know. Right. I mean, it's a four year old, so we. I mean, we can only take bits and parts of what he's saying, right? And he may not even know or realize what's all going on too, right? He's not his mommy ain't here anymore. Yeah. Right. I'm glad they found her body, though. Um, one of my um, former employees, when I was at that company that shall not be named, one of my contact centers, beautiful girl named Destiny Smith, and she jumped into the Detroit River for some reason when her friends are on a boat, and I don't think she had a life vest. Beautiful. She's in school to be a dental hygienist. She's, I mean, I can't, when I say pretty, this girl is beautiful beautiful brown girl and i guess they were playing she jumped in the river and a current got her so i guess it's possible because the current got her and then she was gone they found her body a couple days later oh my god yeah she was young you know what i'm saying but she was so pretty and her funeral was so big and i mean to just to look at her in her casket it looked like she was just asleep like she was not you know most of the time you see people come out of the water they've been drowned they, they bloated because the water yeah. got sucked into their body she was just beautiful. She looked like she was just asleep. She had this high collared shirt. I mean, her, they dressed. She was a. She dressed her butt off. She dressed. They had her dressed up so nice in her coffin. But you know, it was. She was just so pretty. But that that this whole thing just reminds me of her because Destiny was fantastic. So shout out to Destiny and shout out to Naya Rivera. We. Mm-hmm. That's sad for me. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> um. Now for the random question of the day. So have you guys ever had a one-way friendship? If you did, like a straight-up bona fide one-way friendship, not every now and again you call and they don't call you back, hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. Past weeks. <laughs> but like a bona fide one-way friendship, if you have described that experience, what was that like for you? Jim? Don't do that. You ain't going to whip no ass. Ooh. Now, Perry had already attacked me over here, hit my forehead with his fist. And I'll attack you right here from the back for him. Yeah. Period. Thank you. <laughs> you going to attack me from the back? That. <laughs> we know you like that. Ooh, yeah. You don't get that much action. I might want to climb that big, burly back of yours. Mm-mm. I'm not God. doing that. Anyway. Well I, almost said, well, I almost put some of your business out, child. Ooh. Ooh. So I kept it to myself. What business? Ain't no Ooh. business to put. You know, oh, like, it's a lot. Oof. Goodness. You just spilled it like, oops. <laughs> spill everywhere. I didn't mean to spill that tea. I'm so sorry. Oops. 
<laughs> past weeks. Yeah. Did I do it right? No. <laughs> it didn't work. I am so proud of you for trying. You tried though. Keep trying. Keep trying. I'm trying. Keep trying. I'm learning some pop culture. Mm -hmm. Anyway, James. Yeah. Um, one way friendship. I think at times I might feel like I'm in a one way friendship, or or a relationship coming to an end might feel like a one sided thing as well. Um, but a strictly just one-way friendship, I don't, I don't know. I've been told that I've been a, you know, a, okay, a so one-way friend. If okay. it's you, why do they say that? So, um, a lot of times it's what about that miscommunication. That's, that's what I'm talking about. A lot of times it's miscommunication mm -hmm. or... Um, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof or the lack of um, communication when it comes to expectations. There we go. And there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. And if you tell me you're going to live up to an expectation, then I expect you to live up to it. Because friends aren't just, we're not just pass by. You know, you might have those pass by friends where it's just very like, I, I just go out for a drink with you, we kiki, and then that's it. Right. Associates have no, should have no expectations. Exactly. And then there's those people that you truly love and cherish and value their opinion. And you might, they might be the first, second, or third person you reach out to. Um, and they, you know, you expect them to, to be there when you need them, you know, because those people you need in your life. So, so, the, the, so how, re re reiterate the question. I know, I'm going to say, I started, I started to go all the way the you other went way. went one way, then you came yeah. back and started talking about uh -huh. your microaggressions. Ooh. Um, uh -huh. So microaggressions. tell us about this person and why she felt like you, particularly you, Jim, were a one-sided friend. Um, she just, you know, I hate to talk on the phone. I really do. I hate. Oh, my God. Just text me, please. But that was one of the biggest things that she was frustrated with. And she also lives in a different time zone. So our schedules were just completely out of whack. You know, she called me. I already be in bed. I wouldn't call back because I like to text. So I can own up to that. Um, but then we had a conversation about what we expected from each other. And we agreed upon that. And then it just still kind of went downhill from there. So, I don't think that it's bad because if you like to text, I guess you can make sacrifices for your friends. But if if you are different time zones and you're busy doing stuff, I guess sometimes it's kind of like, okay, we have to both make sacrifices. Sometimes you yeah. might have to talk on the phone. Like, okay, bitch, I will sacrifice and talk on the phone for you, but that means you need to get up earlier so we can have a conversation because when you call me at night, I'm asleep. Right. Or if you want to talk to me after certain hours, then let's text because, you know, so you kind of got to go back and forth because a, a friendship is a relationship. Or if it's important, shoot me a text message and say, hey, you know, I called. I, I have something really important I need to speak to you about. Like, can you please give me a call back? Correct. You know, like, okay. let's schedule a time that we can, you know, because I know our schedules are both, you know, they're conflicting. Right. So let's schedule a time to do that. Okay, great. Now we can move forward. But don't call me and I don't answer and then now all of a sudden you're mad at me because you had something important you wanted to talk about and I didn't know you had nothing because you didn't tell me you know because you could have shot me a text so that's true because I have someone I wouldn't call him a friend he's a work acquaintance uh, work associate for some work that I do in the community and he will call and he'll FaceTime and most of the time probably about 99.9% of the time I don't answer but, I'll, but then he'll I'll tell him to text I'll say just text me and then he'll say he won't respond because I'm like, I'm in a meeting like yesterday, for example, I'm going through contract negotiations for my uh, for the bargaining unit for uh, one of my groups of employees. So I'm going through this whole union process. I'm working all day. He FaceTimes me. I don't answer. Now, one time he did it before and he wanted me to be a part of a promotional commercial for the organization I work with. He wanted me to be a face in it. Of course, I would have went for that because I love media. I love doing media stuff. But he didn't text me. So I told him, but what I said to him was, you know that I'm very busy between work, podcast, this, that, with the work I do for y'all, I'm busy in real estate. So if it's something that you need from me, don't bother calling, simply text me. That then allows me to prioritize where I put your need into my day. Because my day is always about literally doing stuff for the podcast, real estate, transportation director this that blah 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 so i need to figure out in my big picture where do i put what your need is if it's important i put it up here if it's something like that it's going to benefit me of course i'm going to figure out how i can get that in there if i can if not i can't but 
at the very least, text me so I know what it's about. But if you're just calling, I'm probably not going to answer. He didn't get it. And then he texted me. Well, I was telling you. But so then he texted me to say, I was texting you to, to, to get you into this commercial. Da, 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 da. And I was like, so why didn't you text me? Oh, well, you told me to text you, but it's too late now. I said, okay, but I told you to text me like a month ago. So, you know, it's all about, I guess you got to set boundaries with people, but that's somebody that's an associate. People that's your friends, you got to make some sacrifice. Anyway, how about you? One-sided friendship. Uh, yes, I've had a one-sided friendship. And I don't want to say that it started off as being a one-sided friendship. I think more towards the end of our friendship, it became one-sided. And I think that was because it was a disconnect between us both in regards to where, I guess we were trying to figure out where did we stand in each other's lives at that moment. So I wasn't, I would say for myself, I wasn't putting forth as much effort into the relationship as the other person was and vice versa. So there were certain little things that we would normally do or we would used to do. Like, let's just say, for example, we would sit and watch movies together for hours and cook and just talk and everything else. And then towards the end of it, I didn't spend that time. And it was just more so a disconnect for me. And I think it was, I think, I think a lot of factors played into that. It was more so like not only just the friendship itself, but, you know, outside of the friendship, just myself and just my being and where I was at in life too. So yeah, I've been that person that's been one-sided, and, they, and they've caught me out on it, saying that I was one-sided. And, and I mean, it took it took me aback at first because mm-hmm. I was always the the person that was like, "I'm not one-sided. What do you mean? I'm yeah. always gonna be." But I had to take a look at it, and you're like, "Yeah, I was one-sided at one point, yeah. and I can admit that." Yeah, I think it's important to be able to say, "Yeah, that was my issue. I did that." Um, one-sided friendships. Have I ever been a completely one-sided person? <sighs> I have my moments where I disengage sometimes. Like, I'm sure you'll agree or you'll agree. Mm-hmm. But we all, all, everybody that I know has moments where they kind of disengage for a second. But in terms of consistently being a one-sided friend, where somebody is actually a close friend, unless someone can bring an ex- a specific example, I don't think I've ever been, like, completely one-sided. Because when I go into a friendship where I call somebody really a friend, I'm there if you need me. Um, I do have a lot of... People are called friends, but are actually associates, and so I don't talk to them all the time. But there are people, like the two of you, I talk to you guys often. I don't think that there is much of a, I don't think there's much in my life that you don't know about, or much of my life that you don't know about relatively. Uh, but there are people who I just don't talk to often. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay, because that's where we set up. But I have had relationships where yeah there was one sided because they were always taking from the pot but not putting back into the pot so if you take out of the pot and I'm if I'm adding to the pot and you're taking it out and you're not putting anything back in there's nothing left for me to take because I put in mine you don't put anything in there I don't have anything to take out of it so you know um, this is a good conversation because pretty much the whole reason this show is happening because I know for me personally I've had two friends this week that I disconnected from because I found it to be a toxic one-way friendship. So I found that they were just taking, taking, taking when they needed, 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 but they weren't giving at all. So, yeah. I, I, would you think they would say the same about you? I don't know. I would like to hear their perspective. Actually, I wouldn't give a fuck about their perspective because really what it's about is how I feel and I have the right to feel how I feel. I don't really give a fuck about their perspectives, but just for the purposes of being a, a podcast journalist and, you know, to have them discuss it on the podcast, that would be awesome. I would love to have them discuss it on the podcast. That would really? be are you going to discuss it or are you going to be Ramon? Exactly. There we go. I'm at work, so I'm a professional. But it only needs to be discussed if it's going to be for the benefit of cornbread and caviar. And well, right there is reason why exactly. it shouldn't be discussed because exactly. if it's only for the benefit of the podcast and not for understanding between the two of you, then that's not okay. It is okay. This is a podcast and this is a journalism outlet. So if they want to talk about it on the podcast so that we can, I will, I will organically gain an AKA it needs point. to benefit me in some Way, yeah, because form of fashion, and that's okay because I've been benefiting them for years. So I don't give a fuck about that. If it's benefited me, fr- finally something they've done is benefiting me, without them getting anything in return from me. So Ooh, I don't give mad. a fuck. Yeah, Ooh, I don't. That's give a aggressive. Fuck. 
So Ooh, let's move on to our brown Ooh, brilliance. <laughs> let's get into Ooh. our brown brilliance for the day. Here's the quote. You cannot be afraid to speak up and speak out for what you believe. You have to have courage, raw courage. He was an American politician and civil rights leader. He was the U.S. representative for Georgia's 5th Congressional District from 1987 until his death just recently, July 17th, 2020, only a day ago, yesterday. Um, he was the dean of the Georgia Congressional Delegation. The district he served includes the northwestern, northern three-fourths of Atlanta. He was a member of the Democratic Party. On July 17, 2020, amidst the racial inequities he fought against over his years of service and poorly managed pandemic that we're in today, we lost our brother to stage for pancreatic cancer. Today's Brown Brilliance is awarded to U.S. Representative John Lewis. John Lewis... We honor you. We yes. cherish you. Sorry for your loss. Love, light, and energy goes out to your family. I know that's a tough loss. Um, lost a good one there. So, But please rest peacefully. Yes. I mean, obviously, you can't hear us, but rest peacefully anyway. Hopefully, your energy is around. You can pick up on our positive energy. So, yes. And now, for the meat of the day, which is basically what we kind of were talking about already, mm-hmm. James is going to share some stuff with us. That he may or may not agree with. I don't know. You can talk about each, whatever. Oh, yes. So I'm just going to share 10 things that are signs of toxic one-sided friendships. Um, so it's convenient for them. They put you down in front of people or just in general. You're the one making the effort. They're your best friend, but you are not theirs. You are left feeling used. It's always about them. You feel exhausted after seeing them. They take what they want. You don't get any thanks, and you cannot rely on them. So these are all signs of toxic, one-sided friendships. So Okay, so let's talk about those. Yeah, let's unpack that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so let's just use your situation. Let's use your situation. So with that individual, was when you were, when she alleged, allegedly you were a one-sided friend, was it convenient for you? Her friendship? Yeah. No, it wasn't convenient. It was not convenient? No. Well, she used, so she lived here. That was, it was my best friend. She lived here and then she moved and that's when the disconnect started. And it, you know, like I said, the different time zones and everything. And then I know she was out there trying to build her life and I'm here trying to build my life. And we just kind of, I feel like we grew apart naturally. Um, It was sad. There was a lot of miscommunication. Um, but no, I don't think it was convenient. I don't think I relied on her for anything. I often felt like, you know, the advice that she gave me as a friend, I would never take it. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I felt like I was always giving her advice or being the shoulder for her to cry on. Um, cause I was kind of entangled in the situations that she was entangled in. Mm. Um, and you know, I felt like we kind of connected and bonded off of that as well in hindsight. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, okay, you didn't put her down. Um, did, no. she, did she, was she always the one that made the effort mostly? No, no. Well, when she moved and, you know, the phone, like I said, I don't like to talk on the phone. So I never really initiated a phone call. So in that aspect, yes. Um, I would send her text messages almost daily, but that is not how she wanted to be communicated with. And I have to respect that. But she that. wasn't willing to bend and text with you sometimes, too. No, no. Sometimes she just wanted to stay on the phone about nonsense, you know, and I'm like, I don't feel like doing that. Um, like, just shoot, like, we can just shoot the shit via text. Like, we don't have to sit on the phone for hours and just, you know, chat about nothing. Right. Um, and I think that's where it came in because I just wasn't interested in doing that. You know, now if we were in, per- I don't mind going and sitting over dinner and drinks and we can just sit and talk for hours. But over the phone, it's like, I like texting. It's convenient. You know, you can manage other things at the same time. Um, so, yeah. What yeah. about, do you both consider each other your best, best friends? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, did, you, did she ever feel used by you? Uh, I don't think so. Was it always about you? No. Do you know if she felt exhausted after seeing you? Did she ever mention that to you? No. Did you take what you wanted from her? No. Mm. Mm. Did you ever thank her? All the time. I still do. Because she relied I on I sent you? her a text the other day. Oh, wow. Did she respond? Yes, she did. Wow. Yeah. Look at her. 
Yeah. Okay. She's going through a lot right now. So, I mean, we all are, but, you know. Can she rely on you? And stuff. Yeah, she can still rely on me. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not saying that all these, I don't think that all these things you listed are necessarily the test of whether or not you're a toxic one-sided friend because you don't come off as toxic. And I think our listeners would agree you're not toxic. Now, you probably have some toxic behaviors every now and again, as we all do. Yeah. But this doesn't sound like to me like you're a toxic one-sided friend. I think you just had an issue. And I don't think that this applies to you as well with your situation with that individual. I don't think that these toxic things are, are what you are. Now, for me, I do. I can think about... We all derive convenience from each other. When I call you and you answer, it's convenient for me at that moment. When you call me and I answer, it's convenient for me. When we, you know, me and Winky mostly FaceTime converse. And so when I call him, he answers, it's convenient for me. We all derive conveniences of each other. We all use each other. That's how, maybe that doesn't sound the right way to say it, but we all do use each other, utilize one another. But I don't think that it was in a negative way. Now with the people, for me, that I cut out this week I think that our relationship was convenient for them because one of them has a serious issue and when we talked it was always about what his sexual exploits were or it was always centered on him drinking or something he was going through Um, I never got put down by them or by this particular individual Um, I always made the effort for our friendship um Never called him my BFF. Uh, never really felt used per se, but it was always about them. And I did feel exhausted because it's always so exhausting just to hear somebody talk about themselves all the time and you're just sitting there listening. You know, no thanks. Yeah, so a lot of these do apply for my situation. And the other individual, hell, she, whatever. She was, it's been years. It's just been, it was just years of her pulling out of the situation and me not getting anything returned. So I guess for me, a lot of these do apply for the two people that I find to have given me one-sided relationships. Thoughts? <laughs> I don't know y'all smiling. <laughs> don't know Go where ahead. to start. <laughs> Feel free. Jump right in, sweetie. I... Mm. Aaliyah says, speak your heart, don't bite your tongue. You're right. But um, on this matter, I think I will. But um, we've had a conversation about this person, right? And I told you that maybe it's another perspective of it. And it kind of seems like you're, you're shutting it down in regards to like you don't care about the other side of it. Why is that? Why is it so much of a thing for you to shut it out now versus back then and you saw those traits. So when you have a person that, okay, so you know how I talked about associates? Associates you don't talk to very often, so it doesn't bother you. When you have an associate that wants to elevate you to, oh, you're my, you know, uh, brother, sister, bestie whatever and then they say that a lot but they're still an associate it doesn't bother you You don't see them often so it's not really in your face when it's in your face and let's say they become disrespectful for you your brain automatically goes back to okay so wait a minute i've done xyz for this person without expectation of anything in return i didn't have any expectations but I guess I do have a general expectation from everybody just to be respected and, you know, honored in the fact that I'm a human being and I'm mm-hmm. kind to you. That's it. Treat me how I treat you. But if you disrespect me and you call me, you put me in this alleged pedestal, but then you disrespect me, I guess for me at that moment when you disrespect me, now I got a problem. Because now I have to go back and examine the famine. Because I'm famished. I am famished from our friendship. I have not been fed on this friendship. It's more of a benefit for you. It ain't doing shit for me, per se, except to know that you're alive and okay, which is important to me. But other than that, what the fuck are you doing for me? What value do you add to my life? So now that you've put me in a place of defense, when I'm being defensive, now I'm a defense attorney. So now I have to protect, because in terms of... uh, uh, Harris Enterprises, I'm the CEO of Harris Enterprises. And so I had to get my corporate attorney 
to come in and look at the situation, which I'm my own corporate attorney as well. Now I got to get in defense mode. I have to look for different things to support this defense. Okay, so you've really added no value all these years. This, you, I, I gave you this, 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 and this. You didn't give me shit. You weren't even there when that happened. So now I got to say, well, here's a good sufficient case for me to say you're done. Goodbye. Was that person not there for you emotionally or anything like that? No. When I lost my job? No. When I lost my job, uh, my relationship of seven years, that person wasn't there. That person wasn't on the phone talking like that or checking up on me. And No. To be fair, you weren't talking to anybody. I wasn't for a period, but except for a few people. True. I think I spoke to you during that time mm-hmm. when I lost my job, the relationship. Um, I didn't know you at that time. Um, I spoke to a lot of people. Then when I did meet you, you came into my life at the height of everything, just crashing me down. And so, no, because I spent a lot of my time with you. I didn't talk to a lot of people. I uh, know. Yeah. And so a lot of people were mad at me at that point. Yeah. That, but that I, and not to excuse it at all. That's, people were mad and I was rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But I had to take care of myself during that time. But that was a blip of like months. You know, I don't even think it lasted for a full year that I was completely shutting people out because I was hurt and I was injured. Um, I think that that person I might have taken calls from if they came in because I thought it was somebody that was more valuable than they were at the time. So, no, I would not have shut that individual out that I could have been aware of. Mm-hmm. That okay. person just wasn't there. So, So is it safe to say that all friendships are just built on benefits as far as, like, what are you? What do, what do I benefit from you? I don't. I don't know is that, because is that, I. Is that the thing that we're putting out? There? I don't think so because I like legitimately. Oh, I hate to say this out loud. I legitimately <laughs> love you and I legitimately care about how you're doing. I don't need anything from you. I don't need any any resources. I don't need any. Um, I don't need anything. But in the same breath, you literally say that they weren't there for you, or they. It's, it's considered now one sided. So, so tell me about that. So, okay. So I guess for me, if that person had an issue, when they had an issue with a person that they were seeing, um, I was there as much as she allowed me to be. I was there. What's going on? Are you okay? What's happening? Like, you know, there's a few people I went through with her that she was seeing and I was there like, well, are you okay? You want to come on? You know, I was trying to tend to her emotional needs to make sure she was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess for me, it was just like when I when the, the table flipped, like, okay, so here's the thing. With a friendship, being there as needed. Not necessarily that I need something from you, but being there as needed. You know, like um, James was there for the bulk of my depression recovery because I was spent all my time at his house with his family and him. He was there for the bulk of my depression recovery, which I appreciate. And it's like, okay, he was definitely there. Um, and he, I don't know, I don't know if he feels like being microaggressive or not, but I will definitely say that I've been there for him on several occasions. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, or whatever, or when anybody's gone through something that's close to me, I'm there. I'm accessible to the, to the extent of, okay, I'm busy, but you say, hey, somebody died. Okay, well, whatever I'm doing, I'm dropping, and what do you need now? Like, I'm giving you my attention. Um, or you're grieving the loss of something that's really serious. Um, you know, if you know how to be there. Like, I don't know. You tell me. Do you think that, I mean, because when you were grieving the situation with work, you were upset because you, what, you had to change your situation. I don't know. Do you think I was there? I heard you. I listened. I didn't know if I needed to do anything else. But if I wasn't there, tell me now. Let's talk about this because this is, tell me. If you want to talk about yeah, it, I, talk yeah, about I it. do. I want to talk about being oh, there. Yes. Um, were you there? Um, I think. Okay, how I take it and how I look at my friendships is that I accept them for who they are, and I know what they are, what they are within what my they life. Bring to the table, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, were you necessarily there for me during that period of it? I wouldn't say as much. No. Um, you did listen to me, but it was more so like, okay, I'm listening because we're having a conversation, we're talking, but it was more so just like, all right, bitch, get over it. You got some, like, it was more so you pushing me type of thing. It wasn't more so like you really cared as much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I took it for what it was. It wasn't more so like, I didn't take it personal in regards to like, that's like, he just like throwing me off type of thing. Cause 
I just know I know who you are, and I know yeah. you're what you're you're capable of. But yeah, for that instance, yeah, I didn't think. And you that's were there. fair. That's fair because you're right. My thought process was when you because when I saw your reaction, I was I think that had you said to me, they let us all go. Now that would have been a different kind of a reaction for me. I guess that's just because of what I've been through myself. Like when I lost my job, I let, that means I have no income coming in and unemployment wouldn't have done it for me because of my salary level. So I would have been like, what the fuck am I going to do? That's how I felt. But when you said to me, oh, they're, they're just changing kind of what I'm doing, but you still got the income. And not to discredit how you felt, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's good because he still got some income. He's not, I, thought he, I thought you lost your job, but you had your job. So I'm like, okay, bi- go, bitch. Build a br- go do that until... We can get you to a place of entrepreneurship, which I've always tried to push you into as well. Right. So, I mean, you know, not, I ain't not discrediting how you feel about me not being there. And uh, I guess I can, I should apologize for not being there for you where you needed me to be, but I guess I didn't know right. how. This is shocking. Right? Oh I, I don't even, I don't think I know how because of what I've been through and the complete loss <clears throat> of work, I guess to me that's more severe. And but because you still had to, you got to I keep think, the work. I think were, what you need to get out of is the comparison mode. You have to yes. really. It has yeah, to be. That's indiv- true. It has if to be someone drowned thing. in four feet of water and someone drowned in six feet of water, they both drowning. Exactly. So you can't come. It's it's not. You just can't do that. And you are discrediting his feelings you by are. pushing him and telling him, "Oh, you good? Because you didn't get fired. Because I was in six feet. You only you in know, four. Right, like, but, yeah. but look yeah. over here. Look at how far I am. And it's like, if he was hurt, he was hurt. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, I don't yeah. think I was, I think in my mind I made the comparison. I didn't make the comparison out loud. I just thought that it was but, more but severe. Your, but your responses yeah. come from that comparison. Exactly. It comes right. from my mind. internal response. Exactly. Like, okay, he ain't losing. Because I'm thinking, in my mind, my first response was, okay, because I'm, my thing is, okay, he still, gotta, he still got work, so he gonna be able to make his bills. I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta you know, because, of course, if something happens to you, you needed something, I'm definitely going into my savings account. Like, okay, what you need? What, you can take care of rent for a couple months. What you need? Like, I'm a, I got you. So my thing is, he's secure financially, so I don't have to go in and say, okay, here, here's this chunk of money. Do what you got to do. Take care of this, blah, 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 blah. You're good, and we'll find you another job. What I'm looking at is, okay, he's still got income, so he's good. He can make his obligations. That's, I guess that's where he I... Might be and, it, and, it, and it had nothing to do about the financial portion no of I, that's it. not it's the about point. the emotional for me part yeah that's it. what that's exactly right it's that's it right there part. for me i was thinking about the the business and the financial exactly. part the emotional part i was like oh he's good and that's what i needed you for was the emotional there, part. see there we go but would you say that that creates a one-sided friendship has i felt no, like, like that i said for, that's why i said i for me i don't look at it that way because i again i know how your thoughts i mean i'm looking at the whole body things. of the friendship like right. you know i don't know does that create a one-sided thing like the like the whole friendship over so, the last so several years. So here's the thing: it's a, it, I I think it's more so about balance, and right. with certain relationships that you have, there has to be some type of balance. So I may give the emotional side of whatever it is. You may give the business side of whatever it is. We balance each other out because that's right. what people do, and that's what how relationship, relationships are. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when I looked at it that way, that's why I said I didn't take it so personal. So because I know how you are, and I know that with me, I can be more emotional than what you may right. be. So. I didn't take it hard. Well, you met my mother, so you know where I come from. So I mean, I get it. Bitchiness, no, so yeah, oh, I yes. love Mumsy. Yes. <laughs> oh, she's crazy. Shout out to Mumsy. Yeah, shout out to Mumsy. She yeah, said she's gonna beat my ass the other day. But then what did she do? She turned around and gave you a TV, right? See, she I'm gave saying, me a whole TV, first she and then sour. told me she was gonna beat my ass. First she's sour, oh, she then always, she's sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's mostly sour. Yeah, she told me she was gonna come to my job, take me out for lunch, and then beat my ass. Oh. So Ooh. that's what she was gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Mumsy. Yep, I know. You gotta go. love it. Though. I love it. Gotta love go. our fading. Love it. Yeah. So that, but that's good insight. That's very good insight. And I can work on it. I don't know because I know that I'm just. I can be emotional, but I'm more so. I guess, and it, it comes from a lot of places. So when I was younger, money was a problem in my household. You know, what I'm saying I had a single mother who did what she needed to do. I'm not gonna say she always made the best financial decisions back then. But I felt when you were at a place where, are we getting evicted this month? Are we about to get threatened to get put out or whatever? Because it, it was a period of time where that was going on. And so when I got the relief to know, okay, we got the money to get the rent paid, oh, we're good. So now I'm like, okay, so I'm good. Like the emotional shit, the emotional shit for me was not having a place to lay my head at night or my mom and I both not having a place to lay our head. So that was kind of stressful. 
And so when the money came in to take care of the bills, it was like, okay, we are good. We're good. We can have a place to live. We're fine. You know what I'm saying? That's where it was just, it made me feel more secure knowing that the resources was there to keep us where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Now, for you, I know you have a slew of things. And I'm examining this because I like to understand where, because this could help me understand maybe there's something with these two individuals. And we only talked about one, but where these, with these two individuals, I don't mind putting myself in the hot seat because I want to understand what is it? Because maybe I wasn't there for these people in a certain and, way. And, with that's what they... I, and that's exactly what I was saying. So you're looking at it from a perspective of like, I'm there for you in my business savvy mind. I'm here for these type of things. So it's been a, whatever's benefiting is from that. But they may be somewhere different. And you didn't see it from that side because you, you lack you that. Don't... So you're like, whatever, that don't... Yeah. I pay no pay no mind, or you don't thing. talk about it, or you don't talk about it, or whatever the case may be. So this this one sided friendship, as it is, the quotations nobody sees this, but I'm doing the quotations. <laughs> this one sided friendship thing, season three, you'll see it, that. this one sided one sided friendship thing. It may not even be one sided because it's literally they're balancing you, and you're just not getting from the same thing that you're giving to that person, but yet they're giving you something opposite of that. Yeah. So what you're saying is. If I, if my experience, so, okay, so you said I discredited what he said, so now you disagree with what he said, so now are y'all discrediting what I feel? No. I'm just asking, because what my experience has been with, especially both of these individuals is... I think it's just more so just giving you another perspective, not discrediting you at all, but just giving you that other side of it. And I think that's where you need to have the conversations with those other people to see the other side of it. And then at that point, make your decision. Because at this point, you're shutting it out and you're closing it off. And then you, quote unquote, say, okay, they can come on the podcast, which, again, is another benefit at this point. Now, that's why I say this. Well, yeah, because I don't feel like benefits. I've got any benefits like, from these people. Like, do you literally base all your friendship on benefits? No, absolutely not. Because that's, that's very clear. And I don't think that either one of you can say, honestly, from your heart, that I'm friends with you because you give me benefits. Um, I will say that some people are seasonal friends. And to speak to the one individual... You know, he, um, I think you were, where he's at, I think you were once there. Not when it comes to, like, alcoholism right. or anything like part. that. You know, but when it comes to the sexual promis- promiscuity and stuff like that and the partying, that used to be your dog. That was your bro. You know, like, that was you. I but was, you're not that, not to say that you were just wilding out here, yeah, but, you know, like, but you know, like, but you know where everybody. I'm coming from. <laughs> I was not so, but then you changed and you grew. You outgrew that. You're a different person now. Right. And so he might have still been looking for that person that he first met. Exactly. But you're no longer that person. And you guys never took the time to decide where your friendship now lies and how you can fit into each other's lives. Exactly. I would like to say that with that individual particularly... I did have a discussion with him about what I felt about our friendship. And I said, this is okay, too one-sided. Yeah. I said that every time we talk, we're talking about the new person you're fucking, which is going to last for a week. We're talking about, you know, the party you have. And then the conversation would go on and on and on about him, 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 him. And then it would get to the point where it's like, okay, all right, bro, I got to go. Never asked about me. And that became the, the normal for a while. I don't think it was like that in the beginning stages. So it changed to a point where he became more self-absorbed. It was all about him. Mm. Um, And just, I felt like me being there, um, even when this individual needed, felt the need to end his own life. And you know what I mean? I felt like after that happened and after, you know, you know, I called the cops immediately to his house and I'm sure he, called other people and they sent the cop whatever we got the cops there before we get there when I got there after that happened I continued to check on that mental state of health like what's going on like how are you feeling let's get you some therapy and I was there um, to help find those resources that were needed to make sure that person was okay and I did have that conversation about him maybe a couple of months ago like hey our friendship is that da 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 like I wouldn't say a couple months ago because that person was not 
free a couple months ago. Right. I'll say sometime last year. Okay, sometime last year before they were incarcerated. So um, we had that conversation. So I guess for me, it's just in my mind. I guess I I do take care of the people I love the way I think I'm supposed to. You know, but I think it's valuable to have these conversations to say, okay, you're not there for me emotionally, but I know you're there in this sense, whether it's business-wise or, you know, tactical or whatever it is. You're there in that way, but to under, have the understanding, too, of the balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I would rather that for the balance of our friendship and my, you know, my nausea, I, don't, I want you to wear a mask when I'm on the FaceTime with you, but you won't do it. That would balance as well, but you won't do that. So I think that the balancing of everything is important to acknowledge and realize too. I mean, but that still doesn't uh, discredit how you feel. What really is that? Is that where we're really going? The mask? Yeah, I do want you to wear a mask. Um, Honey, I want you to lose weight, but we're here, (laughs) and we're here. And I'd like to go on record and say that in between shows, Winky punched me in the forehead. I beat his ass. He <laughs> attacked me in the studio. I knocked that bitch out of her slide. And okay. her slide was way over here. Okay. And I see I know what that reference is now. Okay, no, I don't. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm pressing charges. And you're pressing charges now. I'm pressing charges. I hope the people that you said that you were going to fuck up and beat up, I hope they press charges on you too. They will. This is one. Because that same friend that we were talking about also it is not so much that the person I was dating can't move on and date whoever the fuck he wants, but it's the fact that you are calling me your brother, just like the other individual that we were talking about moments ago. She called me her brother, and we are all this closest, but then you go try to talk to someone that I recently talked to without conversing with me. It's not the person, because they're free to do what they want. It's you. You and me are close. Why would you think it was okay to then go talk? So now... All the stuff that I'm, with that did, again, that put me in a position where all the stuff, that plus everything else that I remember that you've done to me and that you've not done to me or not been there for or you've been selfish about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's more. There's definitely more. Um, now I'm mad because now I feel like you're being disrespectful to me. Now you disrespecting my energy. Now you disrespect me. And then you have the nerve to have a relationship with my mother. And now I don't want you to talk to my mother either. Don't talk to my mother. Don't talk to me. Mm. So that that put me in a position of defense most, and I'm defensive now. I feel like I might want to slap the fucking taste out your mouth. Now I don't. I don't have to be a fight. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna lay hands on you like right across your fucking face, and then I'm gonna backhand you at the same time. But when you decide to retaliate, that's when it's gonna become a fight. If you just take your slapping like a man, you'll be fine. But then when you come and retaliate, that's when it's gonna be a fight. Now if you don't retaliate, it gotta be a fight. Because you deserve to get your fucking, the fucking taste slapped out your mouth. Because you're disrespectful now. So why is this the disrespect? And why is this what was pushes I not it clear? over the edge? Right. Was I when not there clear? was disrespect, right, it was already past. before. Right. Because you, everybody has limits, sweetie. Everybody has limits. You have limits. Ooh, there, there's, so there's an individual that you had that you sat back and said, do you want, do you, do you want to fight? You had a limit. You reached a fucking limit. You're not somebody that you typically fights, so neither am I. Yeah. But you reached a limit with somebody. They were doing some a lot of microaggressive stuff and then overly overtly aggressive stuff. And you just said, fuck it, do you want to fight? You got to that point. Because you have limits. You have limits. Your limit, when you get to your limit, you cry. When he gets to his limit, he fights. When I get to my limit, I fight. So well, let's let's clear that up. I cry all the time. I don't have to be at my limit. Because you're at your limit to cry. <laughs> okay. It ain't, nothing, nothing, it ain't nothing wrong, wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with crying. Oh, I, know. I cry when I need to cry. These are not these are not situations where I need to cry. It's just a matter of, I've been through so much with you. I've been there for you through a lot of different things. That you, I don't remember you being there. Every time, like this individual, every time he had a new boyfriend, he had my house, this new boyfriend, and we're going to go on double dates da, 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 while I'm in my seven-year relationship and even beforehand. And every time you got a new boyfriend, I'm there, there, there. And it's always about you and this part. And I have to be involved in all these different relationships and toxic situations. And, just, and then for you to be sneaky and trying to go behind my back to talk to someone that I'm used to date that I used to date you speaking of are disrespectful can we, can we talk about something off topic yeah. that's kind of on topic yes. with that yes so I need some advice right okay so there's a situation so what if somebody slept with somebody's best friend that they cool with and they want to be with them okay let me let me paint the picture okay 
So you have this, <laughs> you have this individual who you've been talking to yep. and you've been talking to for years. They like you. And all of a sudden, their best friend starts to want to hit on you and talk to you. Is this a real situation? Can you just stick? Okay. Can you hear him out? Can you? Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, and their best friend now wants to talk to you and, and you know, kick it. And so you entertain the fact and, you know, y'all mess around. But the other person, which they're, they're best friends, they don't know about each other coming at me. So do you tell the other, do you tell on them and just say like, hey, you know, you know, well, I, let me I ask did you, something with your best friend. Just want you to. Do know. you owe any specific loyalties to either one of them? I mean, it's not necessarily none of their business. However, if you're trying to be transparent and you have this relationship with somebody, do you not disclose? It depends. That's what I'm saying. It depends on your loyalty. First, it's, it's loyalty and it's business based. So if if they're best friends, that becomes an issue between them two because it's like. This individual that I'm talking about, allegedly a brother, best friend, whatever, um, yeah, I do believe that he had the responsibility to come and tell me that he wanted to date somebody you to date. But in terms of you being a person, you don't have to unless you have a strong relationship with, um, unless you have a strong relationship with the initial guy. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have a, or if you have a strong relationship with the initial guy then yeah, it's your responsibility to say, okay, we're friends, we're close, whatever whatever our relationship is, we fuck or whatever, but if we're close, I want to let you know just so you don't think I'm being shady with you. Mm. But your best friend and I are kind of getting to know each other or whatever, yeah. If they're, if, it, if, this, if they're really best friends, if they're just Judy's or whatever and they're just cool, it doesn't matter. Mm, interesting. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, that was it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you owe any explanation to anybody if you only again it's 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 it can be complicated. Mm -hmm. Let's just say an entanglement. You and Brandon are are let's use me and Brandon are best friends. Nah, because I don't want to even think about fucking you. Um, Um, Let's just say me and you are best friends, and Brandon is uh, me and Brandon fucking or whatever we're doing. And then, but me and Brandon developed a really close friendship. And then you and Brandon start fucking, but you don't tell me, then me and you have an issue. That's a violation of friendship code because now you you know, you knew that I was fucking with it. You know that you're supposed to tell me that. Now, in terms of if, how does, what should I say? So, this is tough. It's hard to get out. I'm trying to get it out the right way. You and me have a problem because we're best friends. You're, you're sleeping with somebody that I used to, date and you didn't tell me that you're being sneaky that's a problem mm-hmm. but if is that your property though it's not my property but it's it's the principle it's not about it's not about but is that it's, your, it's is not that your property it's not about it's not about him it's about us it's our friendship I mean, I, I, it I, ain't about it because i don't own anybody slavery is over that. as far as i know so why, so why is it a problem then? Why wouldn't it be? No, I'm asking you, why would it be a problem? So you think if you and Keith fucked right now, you don't think I'd have a problem with you? Because I, I, would, I would fucking bash your head in. I mean, that wouldn't happen, but... But you don't think that'd be a problem? Or if I went to go fuck one of your exes, you don't think that'd be a problem? You don't think you... If you found out that I went to have sex with one of your exes, you wouldn't have a problem with me? Yes and no, but that's no. It's a, but it's a yes in there somewhere. So that's the point. It is a yes. Yes, it's that's a, a yes. problem. It's a problem. Because I'm gonna have a problem with it. Whether it's somebody, if it's because if it's somebody that was not important to me, okay, I don't give a fuck. But if right. it's somebody that's important to me that gotcha. I was dating, oh, I so date, that's that's where the that's where I the dated, thing is. If I dated somebody seriously, and you know that because they've been around you, mm. and you knew that because I me, me we were around you and we dated, and it was serious. Yeah. And then you try to go at them behind my back. That's, that's where we have a problem. Got it. Okay. If you and I are not that close, and we just we just cool, like okay, yeah, that's Perry. I know Perry from around the way, or whatever. For example, um, say somebody has a boyfriend and mm-hmm. they live together, but you're sleeping <laughs> with their man, and you know the boyfriend, but you still sleep with his man. For example. Um, 
y'all just cool. Y'all not friends like that for real. So it doesn't matter. I mean, hey. Right. We're not friends. We ain't friends. So, bitch, I know you no explanation about the fact that I'm sleeping with your man. That, if that's how you feel, that's how you that, feel. that could be a moral issue, but it's not your issue that his boyfriend is sleeping with you because y'all two not close. Exactly. Not your problem. Not my problem. So there. Mm. So, Salad. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. So it's a lot of entanglements. It's, I was, it's a lot of entanglements. It's a lot of entanglements, and that's fine. But it's just the principle. So that's where my anger is derived of because you know, and we are close. You've called me your best friend and your brother. So I'm thinking this is the relationship we are developing or have, and then you go behind my back. So now we got a problem. We, we do. Problem. We definitely got a, got a problem. And honestly, it doesn't even matter if you feel it was a problem or you feel it was a problem or anybody listening felt like it was a problem. The fact is, I feel like it's a problem, which is why my open hand will be across his fucking face until I decide that I'm over it. That's what's going to happen. So, anyway. Oh, goodness. Okay. Mm. Wow. That was good. Yeah. That was great. I liked your guys' stories. Those are nice. Hmm. I think the stories too. I think they're shade involved because it's definitely with some shade from my perspective. But I know my best friend there was some shade from his perspective too, yeah, which yeah. is perfectly fine with me. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you two are texting shade back and forth to try to, because I know you both are. What? I don't know. Wow. I, I, where, I don't, where are you? What are you? What wow. are you getting at? I just don't because y'all two are shady girls. So excuse me. I think are. you know that if there was. Sh- any shade we it, it would be all in good it. it would be all in good fun and we would just say it it would be all in good fun there's Not no always. point we would, we would some people just know better to there's... fuck with King Ramon well okay <laughs> we don't care about that yeah we don't yeah so anyway so I, I guess that's just my point is assessing friendships, knowing who people are, whether or not they are truly friends. And if you got somebody that's posing to be a true friend, but they're not behaving like a true friend, i.e. they're consistently inconsistent or they are toxic in some way or they're just pulling out the pot but not putting shit in, that's the whole point of community. You got to be able to pull something out the pot when you need it too, resources. And if I'm giving all my resources away and not getting anything in return from this relationship, then it's not a good relationship to be in. So therefore, it needs to end. Mm. That's okay. all I got. That's all I got to say on the subject. That's okay. okay. And you dropped the mic, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, if y'all disagree, feel free to say so. Oh, I don't disagree. It's not my business. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. Okay. No, I don't disagree. Great. On another episode, do you get mad at the date for it being receptive of the comments from your best friend? Oh. On an ups- upcoming episode of Cornbread. And caviar. <laughs> now for the positive vibe. End one-way friendships. That's it. Closing comments. Go ahead. I said what the fuck I had to say. End one-way friendships. Yeah. Oh, that was yours. That was it. Friendship. That was. Oh, I thought that was the positive. That vibe. was the positive vibe and oh. my closing comment. End one-way friendships. I'll They're I'll, toxic. I'll let yeah. Brandon go ahead. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of speechless. I don't know. Very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, closing comments for me. Hmm. Don't base all of your friendships on benefits. Absolutely. You should not. It should be a genuine love that you share with your friends. A genuine love mm-hmm. on both ends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you still speechless? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's me, King Ramon. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm not going to thank you again. I'm just not thanking you for being here. Why? I just don't want to. Okay. Listen, let's, let, can, we, can we just not? Are like, you you're, you're upset. You're in your feelings. You've been in your feelings this entire discussion that we've had. Like, I just feel like it's more so because you're so big and wide <laughs> and just obnoxiously fat. And I think that's just the problem for you. And I just want you to embrace that you are just a wide bag billy goat that God has put, put your... you here and just use that, honey. Just use it. He puts you here to be that. A big bag gorilla. I went from being a billy goat to a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, because it's a little bit bigger than the billy goat. <laughs> a big bag gorilla. God has placed you here to be that and I need you to powerhouse it. Okay? Yeah, suck me. Anyway, 
somebody, not me, thanks Perry for being here today. Uh, we're glad that he's come to join us to record while he's in town. Can't wait till he leaves. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share. It literally costs you nothing but a few seconds of time. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. We're out here, so help us out and share us out. Want to connect with us? Follow our Instagram. Our handle is ecornbreadandcaviar, or hit us up at ecornbreadandcaviar at gmail.com. And if you have some one-way friendships you want to talk about, we will talk about them on air on upcoming episodes. This is Cornbread and Caviar. I'm your host, and we are out. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.